Okay, and welcome back to the Brisbane Lions uh, podcast, the minor premiership for 2019. Um, Chris, <laughs> really getting on that early. Chris has just rambled on for a couple of minutes. Uh, please forgive him. So, look, he's just now going to tell you the buy I'll, structure. I'll, and I'm going to go through it real quick. Team overview had a really good um, season yeah. last year. No, you they... had your chance at team overview, Chris. <laughs> just, <laughs> just move on. Run that train. Move on. Just okay. talk about the draw. They have a, uh, a really easy draw, the third easiest draw according to Champion Data, and they play Hawks, Ruse, Power, Dogs, and Sons at their double-up games. No way. Yeah, oh, crazy. One five-day break and four six-day breaks, which is uh, fairly good compared to league average. Um, it's pretty low, actually. Um, and I do see them as someone that can approach that sort of 8th to 12th, somewhere in there, win 10 to 12 games sort of team. Uh, and that's obviously proven by the fact that they had... Five losses for under seven points, uh, including four by under a kick. Wonderful. Um, in last year. And they have the last buy, middle buy? Uh, the buy, they have the round 13, which is the, the middle, middle buy. The middle um, buy. So that's shared with uh, Collingwood, Geelong, Melbourne, Swans and Eagles. That's probably going to be the hardest buy, I think, as it far as premiums. Be, yeah, there's going to be a lot of premiums in that buy, and especially because they're so super coach relevant. You really have to, you, you can't, you can't yeah. take too many, um, but I think you can take two or three um, you know, Lions this year fairly comfortably uh, without even including rookies. So, Jeez, I'm not sure I'm game enough. Oh, okay. Here we've got some uh, some some uh, live Twitch stuff. Jared Lions to average more than Lockie Neal bet. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, things that aren't going to happen this year. Unless, not unless there's like a 20-point handicap. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> start on that would be interesting. Uh, Hipwood and Andrews. Um, if Hipwood and Andrews stay fit, the Lions can make the eight. Oh, that's a big call. Um, Swiss, I think yeah, that's a bet coming. Oh, yes, jeez. I'll, <laughs> tell, you, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, if Hipwood gets 15 shots at goal a game, then maybe, because he'll probably slot about six of them. Yeah. He'll miss four and five will go out in the full. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could, I would like to see the stats. Him, and, he him and Joe Denner play. together could not be worse set shots at goal. There's a bet. Who misses more? Who misses more? Who has more out in the fulls for the season? Yes. That would be that would be a great. Is, it, is that an average or is that a total? Because then they probably won't even play the full <laughs> He'll season. Play four games. Yes. No. And do twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, you we do one. You do one. We shouldn't pile on this, and then they're actually going to be really competitive this year. But I do love piling. I, on I this do want to see Joe, Joe, Joe Danaher. I do, and if we can say one thing about both Hipwood and Danaher, it's that they're both amazing to watch. Yeah. Talented physically, they're just insane the way the things that they can do at their height, which is great. They're amazing to watch unless they're at the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even touch the food, they're so skinny. <laughs> I'll have the water. That was a really good one. So was that? <laughs> that was better than your average. Yes. And you kept it G rated. I'm really ex- I'm really happy I know. for you. Well done. Um, Thanks for telling the people at home, Chris. So their off season guys was probably one of the better off seasons uh, from any club this year. Um, so their ins, uh, Lockie Neal, hey all, uh, Jared Lyons, Marcus Adams and Lincoln McCarthy, all four of those guys, yep. if they're all fit and healthy, should slot straight into the, the first 22. Yep. I think Marcus um, Adams is a good get when fit too, yeah, like underrated. Lincoln McCarthy has shown in his glimpses at Geelong that if his body is okay, which it never is, 
that he can really play footy. Like well, he's, th- a, he's a good footy player. I think the problem was, Chris, is uh, the arthritis. <laughs> uh, so you bring him up to warmer weather and he's going to... That's right, yeah. yeah he'll yeah. be... He'll it was be, that ocean breeze yeah. from the from uh, July. Oh, yeah, he won't, he won't play anywhere south of the border. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no. uh, he'll be good for the Q-Clash. No, we're not going to make him travel. No, no, no he'll be great for, the, great for the home games. You. Home games, Q-Clash. Yeah, we're that's good. it. Done. Yep, done. Um, now, unfortunately, they did lose Dane Beams. Uh, hello. Um, Sam Mays and Jack Frost retired so those are the, the losses yep. not the, uh, what, Jack Frost played like two games for you guys well, I wouldn't consider him a loss no. he didn't go anywhere he just no. got booted I'll catch you later <laughs> I don't know did Collingwood give up anything or was that, is he a free agent no we gave up something to get him really? and yeah it was like <laughs> he's such uh, a spark. I was like oh, I when he played know. with Collingwood man it was like the teams would literally let him get the ball so that he could kick it out of the back I think line. it was like we gave up like turnover pick, balls we turnover gave up ball. like pick 36 and then we got Frost and like pick 58 mm. or something right? something mm. Horrible. Oh, did we say that we were sponsored by Four Pints on, on the oh, record? Oh, no. no. So, Four Hello. Pints. Um, today is sponsored by Chris's Fridge. <laughs> uh, also known as Four Pints Brewing Company. Do you know, I think it's... it's uh, four Pints is uh, New South Wales, correct? I'm not sure. I believe, actually. yeah, Brookvale. So, they also do Brookvale Union, the ginger okay. beer. Yeah, nice. Four Pints. Uh, really nice. Good to know. Um, and we might be starting up a beer pod series. <laughs> yeah. Here's a fun fact. Um, so, look, I think Beams is a massive loss, but, I mean, if you're going to replace them with anyone, Lockie Neal's great, and Barry Lyons as well. Lockie right? Neal and Lyons will provide more value than Beams. Yeah. I'm not upset because Beams is older than Neal. Beams probably will be getting towards the end of his career when we start pushing finals. So to actually get two first-round picks for him to still, you know, inject youth into our side while we're pushing up I'm okay with it yeah I agree you know I wish him well like um, you know I didn't really like his post straight after he got traded being like oh my heart's always been Collingwood uh, that one hurt a little but I understand what it was for was to get the, the people motivated something from our Twitch user Dave Swizz um, Lions biggest fixture issue is that they play Geelong in round 22 and Tigers in round 23 which yeah so they would need to be up by then it also doesn't very much help them in super coach terms on yes. the grand final day, but um, other than that, they're well, they seem to do okay little against little, Geelong yeah, sometimes. They've got, so. they've got a decent, and Geelong run. tend to take their foot off against easy opponents anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Richmond would be the difficult one, uh, especially with Tom Lynch. Jeez, I'm, I'm scared to. Uh, I'm keen to watch Richmond play this year. 100%. I think I've always been keen to watch Richmond play, and that's coming from a Pies fan. I just like watching them play. The only time I don't like watching Richmond play is round one. I especially uh, like watching year? them play in the preliminary final. Every year round one. I have it on repeat yes. in my <laughs> Actually, I'm sure there's YouTube highlights that I can pull up right now. Oh, you better not. Um, you better not, my friend. Uh, but yes, uh, all the trade-ins are super coach relevant. I think they all have value to bring. Uh, McCarthy could be a draft um, steal, pretending, you know, depending if it's an 18-man league or something like that, you could get, definitely get some value out of that. Yeah. Uh, even Marcus Adams could average over 80 quite easily. And Harris Andrews... Uh, could free him up as well, which would be amazing. Yeah, I agree. And I we're agree. just saying off the air, Harris Andrews actually has a better disposal efficiency than uh, Witherden, yep. who everyone, we'll get, everyone rates. We'll get right in. Well, that. then move I, on, Chris. I just want to get into the rookies quickly because there are actually some good rookies um, that uh, that Brisbane, I think, will have. So Chris likes, to, round one. Chris likes to set up a structure and, and then, then the throw me in it by going with premiums first. And now it's his turn. He's going to flip yeah, it back flip. and go with rookies. I put, I put my name down, flip it, then reverse it. That's what I do. Yes, Missy Elliott. Yeah. yeah, I see it. I'm not usually the best with music. But All yes. right. Um, so, look, they obviously had some late picks, but I think that they did go the draft with a plan, and I really enjoy the plan that they went to. Um, the highlight for me is obviously Eli Smith, uh, who they took at pick 21, and I think he will be a popular rookie. Big body midfielder. 
if he gets uh, half decent games in JLT, it'll he'll probably start round one. I'd say. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. You don't think he'll get a berth? I think it's going to be hard for spots, funnily enough. It will be because, I mean, there are others that I think get more mid-time. You know, someone like a, a Jared Berry who had a great back end of the last year or someone like a Hugh McCluggage hopefully getting more mid-time. But I still think that they might just squeeze him in. He's that good of a player. He's AFL ready, 187 centimetres, 86 kilos. He finished first in the standing jump and high on the single jump on either foot test at the combine. I know he's a big boy. He's a uh, big boy. I think he Accurate might. by foot. I think he might be more of an upgrade, like a downgrade target, should I say? Um, but uh, I'll be pleasantly surprised if he is. Like I know he is a big boy. They do I just need really like him. They and do I'm need really more big boys. He gets game time. They do need more big boys to help them out. But I think with Lions and stuff in as well, I think it's actually they've got two for one now. Yeah. Um. So you got Neil and Lions going in there. Yeah. I think for a big body midfielder, yes, they need them. But then I think you know. Guys that have been in the system for three years, four years, you know, you're looking at your Beast, Matheson. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Beast. No, I think... I don't think he's ever going to be, a, like, a fully legit AFL player. I don't think he'll Same be, with, like, a Ben Keyes. Like, I think you'll be wrong with the Beast this mm. year. Oh, Keyes, Keyes I lost last year. Keyes, I was on him last year, and he's a one-trick pony. Yeah. Um, can't even make it in the first. You know, he could be the... Uh, who was that Carlton guy that just... Right? No, not right. He did all right. The other one. Um... Good at VFL, but not an AFL. Tom Bell? No. <laughs> He's gone. We did say. We did say he would get so delisted. Good. So oh. good. So great. He was playing like a man that wanted to get delisted. Oh, tell you that what. could not get out of there quick enough. Um, the best, anyway. You know what the best part was? Him up. He, um, you know what the best part is? Just quickly. He doesn't have to relocate far because I'm pretty sure he's from Asbury. <laughs> so he's already home. That's great. Catch he's probably later. playing for the local team. Yeah, probably. Starring with 45 possessions and six goals a game. Um, anyway, uh, so look, uh, 17 games he played for Mush, uh, Murray Bushrangers last year, and he polled in 16 of them. But he had a good year and made the Tack Cup team of the year as well. So where did he come? Dead last? Yeah, he had a good year, though. <laughs> um, he averaged 23 and a half disposals, um, 11.5 contested possessions and six tackles and five clearances. So, yeah, I think he's going to be okay. He also kicks goals, too. So um, not not a bad option. Um, all of their trade-ins are SC relevant. Yes, thanks, Clarkie. <laughs> I'm empty. <laughs> oh, cool. um, anyway, uh, Tom Berry, so uh, brothers to, to Jared <laughs> Berry. Thanks very much for that. Um, he's about, obviously brothers. Um, I'm not entirely sure why they went for him. So he's a utility-type player, can play a variety of uh, positions, but considered a pacey defender midfielder. He's just an awkward height. He's not really like... He's 185, so that's a real mid-range, and he's 76 kegs, so... Definitely a project player. I don't think he's going to be someone that's going to be playing much this year, but maybe it was just the because he's his brother and they just uh, wanted the brothers I think together. It's, I think it's I'm, twofold. Sure. I think, A, he works hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's still a workhorse yep. like the family. I think he has talent. Uh, granted, I think he had some injury issues to come over, but if it's going to help keep you re-signing... Jared Berry, who's killing it, well, to get a guy with talent who you may also be able to keep, I think it's a great win. Yeah, like, I think it really does help their go, go home factor, and I think yeah. Berry's one that they really, really want to keep. And if they keep Berry, they have a better chance of keeping McCluggage because they're, they're friends. Yep. So why not get the brother in? Sure. I'm sure um, if McCluggage had a brother, they'd be signing him too. Probably... They, they did pick him up fairly early, though, so pick 36. So he yeah. may surprise, but I just don't, I can't see him I, being SC relevant I, this I can't year. see him being relevant this year, maybe in the latter part of the year, but I think it's more of a... If he might get his chances in a year or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, same with their pick 40. Tom Joyce, odd selection again. Uh, missed the entire year with a hip injury, so maybe that's why. No, Tom Joyce, good pick. No, you like him? Uh, yeah, so the year before that, they were really, really, really keen on him. 
Okay. Like super keen, like we want this kid, and then he had back issues. Yeah. So like a Jesse he Hogan, didn't play at all Jesse Hogan year, had yeah. back issues. So they, you know, but oh, they're keen on him, and to and to get him the year later yep. cheaply, he's, like keen. Well, he, here's the thing though: he needs to get in the gym. Yes. He's 180 centimeters and 70 kilos for an inside midfielder. Like he needs to spend the entire year at the gym. Maybe like, it's the other guy I was thinking of that didn't play that had a back issue. Who I knows? He was a big boy, but he did. He did miss the whole whole year. Um, Connor McFadden at pick 42 another midfielder I think they're just getting just more and more midfielders <laughs> um, so here we go he can pinch it up forward and hit the scoreboard um, he's likened to a sort of Jordan Degoe type so he's explosive and he's 190 centimetres and, and 81 kilos um, academy selection for the Lions which I really like um, played five NEFL games last year uh, kicked six goals, but he didn't really um, set the world on fire in the averaging 9.4 disposal, so don't really think he's relevant. Um, Noah Ainsworth, Ainsworth, Ains, Ains, Ainsworth, Ainsworth is someone that I really Ainsworth. like. Um, pick 55, um, year older than most because he missed the draft in uh, 2017 with a fracture in his back. That's the guy I was thinking of, here sorry. We go. So Noah Ains, this Ainsworth, guy. here we go. Sorry, wrong guy. So, uh, came back to captain the Oakley Chargers to a grand final this, uh, this year um, yeah, and can play all over the park. Has an AFL frame, but is a little bit short to be a prototype defender at 182 centimetres um, and 82 kilos. He averaged 20 disposals uh, with nine kicks and, uh, sorry, 9.1 kicks and 11 handballs. Um, and half of those are contested, which is always good. Can play a variety of positions. Um, in the TAC Cup Grand Final, he had 27 disposals and six rebound 50s playing off the halfback flank. I think he's someone that um, if they're looking to get a defender in there, I don't think he's going to play round one, but no, me potentially. Either. That was a guy I was keen on, sorry. Yeah, uh, they really love him, and I think he could go really well as well. Um, I think that they're looking at somewhere, as I said, between that 9 to 12 range in terms of their finish somewhere along there. Now, premiums. So let's get into the premiums. I think there's one person on everyone's lips, and it is... Zorkin. Dane <laughs> I thought you were going to say Lockie Neal. I was like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. Well, Lockie Neal would be number one. Yeah. Dane Zorka, you can, you can park up for a second, mate. You can go number two. Yep. As far and, as I'm uh, concerned. I, I would actually... Ainsworth really... over Smith because there is a spot for him in defence here. Yes. So that could it could be true. I I, I really like Ainsworth. He's, he's in my team right now. So... Well, Sam Mays has also been booted. So, I mean, yep. I think there is definitely options for defence. They have bulked up a bit in their midfield. Um, I know they still want to get more midfield, like some bigger bodies, which is where well, Smith could Now they've in. got huge bodies. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's Smith, Berry, McCluggage is no slouch. Yes. Lockie Neal, Jared Lyons. Yeah. Like, the midfield's big. <laughs> like, it's one of the biggest. Um, anyway, so, uh, look, I think Dane Zorko is one of the value selections of the year. I don't know how you have thought about Zorko No, so I think far. he's definitely valued. Uh, I kind of regret not bringing him in when he was super, super, super cheap, and I did have a soft spot for the man. Yeah. Do, did. And look, here's some really, really important stats if you are looking at Dane Zorko. So um, he averaged uh, 69.6, 69.6. <laughs> Preach, Chris. With Daniel Rich either injured or not, and not in the team. As soon as he came back, he averaged uh, uh, without, so with um, with Rich in the side, he averaged 103. So that just shows how important Daniel Rich is to Dane Zorko in terms of he would otherwise get the tag or he gets massive attention as opposed to Daniel Rich. So he's an important cog in the Brisbane midfield. Um, and if he becomes injured at any point, you might just train Zorko. Um, but if he can avoid a tag, I think he's great. Uh, he, his last, uh, he had a 13 game stretch at 115 average. Um, and I think it's just a value consideration. I, I can't see him averaging under 105. Um, 
if he can maintain Daniel Rich's fitness, I think that he's absolutely going to shoe in to average. I'm, the, I'm predicting him at a 110, which is what he's done the previous two years. Yeah, uh, so, I'm, I'm pretty much around that same mark. 520k. Not only that, steer. he actually he got tagged early and he had a year of soul searching. So he actually worked through the tag. Uh, Kaki just says, Mr. Coffee Zorko. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Coffee uh, You know what? I would actually really love to have Zorko tweet or comment one day. <laughs> One day and acknowledge maybe me. Get, maybe get Zorko's girlfriend to just tweet. Off season shenanigans. Good on you, Dane. Jeez, good yeah. on you, Dane. Is it is it so hard to acknowledge someone like? <laughs> hey, yeah, I remember you, guy. You tried to buy me coffee, and I said no. Yeah. Um, now I think this year will be the first uh, year that uh, Lockie Neal's ever actually in a majority of teams. I think he might be in say 40 percent. Well, teams. here's the thing: the bigger his ownership, the less likely I am to start him, and I really want to. Yeah. Like I, I really, right really now. want to. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, the thing that Lockie Neal is going for him is a he's in a good side now. Yep. Um, B, before, like, he actually had a really good year when Nat Fife was out, except he got beaten up. He had uh, shoulder surgery, had wrist surgery, uh, and even still, that was in the year prior. Last year, he still had a good year. Yep. Uh, still had a good year under Fife. Uh, I don't think he's going to get tagged with Daniel Rich and Zorko in the side. Brisbane play a high possession football game. Yep. So, especially with the, you know, the new rules with tap out and stuff, like I see Steph Martin actually being able to out-muscle a few guys to get some of this ball. As you've seen that chest? Yeah. He can out-muscle anyone. Well, he can out-muscle anyone. <laughs> so, um, you know, I see, I see good things in that area. I think he'll get a lot more ball. And that is why I think playing in a high-possession team, being the key cog that doesn't actually get tagged, that's why I see Tom Mitchell-like numbers as far as possessions. It might not is he go a as far as do you think? Uh, I'd like to say so, but then if he's owned by 40%, like, what's the point? I'll get someone else. Here's the you know, point. I'll, so, I'll bring Zorko in and say, you know, mate, look, there's two coffees on the well, line. can you run Pick both? Because I'm currently running both, and I think you can. I think you could. I mean... Depending on... It honestly will depend on, like, do you have a defender in there or a forward um, as yeah. well? And you can't have too many lines. You've got to remember... I think by structure comes... Well, I don't know. Play. Shane Mufford disagrees. He says you can <laughs> never have too many lines. That's true. <laughs> I think that's two two little two good ones. <laughs> I think that's two good ones. Oh, that was great, <laughs> dude! You're on fire. You should stop now. Spontaneous. That's yeah. your jokes for the day. Has anyone seen Seinfeld? And he's like, "That's it. I'm done." And walks out. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah. No. Like uh, Sydney have had previous um, seasons where they've had a few guys. Um, being in the top sort of you know what ten midfielders, so I think mm-hmm. it's more than possible. Lockie Neal and Zorko. Uh, starting the year prior, we're pretty much both around that sort of ten, uh, you know, tenth mark. So I think it's definitely possible. I am keen on both. Um, I think Zorko might have a little fluctuation, and I might be able to pick him up a little later. Yep. Um, but Lockie Neal, consistent as they come for me. So. So interestingly, this is uh, Lockie Neal had a really slow start to last year, and he only averaged eighty nine over the first five rounds. Shoulder surgery, wrist surgery. Right. From then on, he averaged one hundred and sixteen point nine. There is no yeah. reason why he can't go 115 plus this year. I'm with you. Uh, and I think that he, he really can. If if you have a draft selection that's outside the top seven, I'd be picking up Lockie Neal. Yeah. Here's the other great thing. He has, he's only missed two games in five seasons. Yeah. And he has a three-season average of 110. Yep. Ah, uh, Lock. Like I told take, you, he, was, he was banged up yep. when Fife was out. And he was the only Fremantle player 
playing that year, basically. Yeah. But know, whether so. or not Fife was in didn't impact his scoring. He no, it didn't. Still it just meant that he was getting tagged more. He was getting beaten up trying to get the contested ball. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I see good things um, as far as Lockie Neal goes. I am really keen on him. The only problem... I had is that I wanted to pick him up with a round two draft selection, which is never going to happen no, because not going to happen. he's in the top ten. I think he's a, a legitimate captain choice in draft. Draft, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I would pick him number one in because draft. he's that guy that can get you one ten every single week. Yeah, no, I'm keen. And and look, he's got the. He also can go real high. And who, who can put a price on love? I mean, let, let's let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, no, really keen on locking you, hundred percent. Yep. Uh, now the other one that uh, I think you're very keen on is uh, old, old mate Harris Andrews. So, yes. tell us a little bit about Harris Andrews, man. Uh, Harris Andrews, my blonde love child. Um, he, mate, Mr. Go-Go Gadget Arms. Tell you what, this man has some closing speed like there's no tomorrow. He does. He really does have some closing speed. And Go-Go Gadget Arms. Like, yeah. even then, he would give, like, Tom Lynch, when he was at the Suns, he would give him room. Mm-hmm. And then he would close in that speed and go, bang. He's fantastic. Fantastic. Um... Awesome disposal efficiency, not to mention the Brisbane Lions actually look to use him. So he's not just one of those, oh, intercept mark, or oh, I'll punch it, and then that's it. Yeah. When it actually, when they switch up the play... He's the conduit between, uh, they like, look go back him. to go forward. Yeah. Well, they look for him. They do. They yeah. look for him, because when he gets it on the boot, he also hits targets. Yeah. And his disposal efficiency is, like, 85%. Now, he's oh. also massively underpriced this year, which is why I think that he will be in quite a few teams, and definitely a viable defender option for draft. But um, he was averaging 97.1 points uh, per game prior to getting severely concussed. Like, got hell knocked out of him by Jeremy Cameron. Um, And he had a nine-game run of 106.7. He's in the conversation. Like, if you want to go a little bit cheaper backline, I I don't see why you wouldn't have him at D2. I thought I actually typoed myself. 85% is his disposal efficiency. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that is that, yep. is that right? Yeah. And Harris Andrews was like 77 or something. So, yeah, huge. Um, if you can pick him up as D2 in draft, you will love life. Yeah. See, I love it. I do love him, but then probably because I got him so cheap last year, it's kind of one of those cringe moments where you're like, do I want to, you know, spend? Yeah. But I did say he's the next um, Alex Rance as far as Supercoach goes where... Um, someone can you know get you the high ninety average uh, and continue that for a long period. Yeah. So that's my. Now this is uh, a little bit interesting, but Jared Lyons, I, I don't know what to make of him this year. I don't know how, what he's going to perform like. I don't know how he's going to fit into that midfielder. Can we just comment on the fact that I would argue that he would have just had issues with the coach? Is that yeah? he just wanted to leave because of well, I Stewie think. Duke? Here's my theory on it, Chris. I didn't send any emails. Don't worry, everybody. Um, <laughs> my theory is is that when water's leaking from every facet, mm-hmm. they start trying to blame people. Water's leaking here. Water's leaking there. Water's pissing out everywhere. They're like, you're not working hard enough both ways, etc., etc., etc. But that's the player he is. So they're blaming him for the leaks when really leaks were just coming everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily his fault. So I think it was a bit of an issue with that. Maybe some clashes off the field. Who knows? Uh, but he still had a contract and it was like, well, he might not even be playing in the first for the Suns because, I mean, look, they ruined Barlow's career. So, you know, like what's going to happen there? Um, they aggressively tried. I reckon there was a breakdown between what they promised him 
when he signed for the club. Yeah. Like the direction that they're on. Like yeah, that's maybe, probably fair. Here's where we want to be in four years. He comes to them after their first year and goes, hold on, mate. This is where you said that you were going to and go. And now everyone has a fire sale and now you're rebuilding and you're not even including me in these yeah, plans. Well, I was told that this is a club that's going to be making the eight in three years. Why? Yep. why we're not even clo- They're not even close. Yep. But they're going to be bottom of the ladder by so much this year. It's ridiculous. They may have the worst percentage uh, probably not worse than their first year, but like I don't see them going anywhere near. Like they might win one game, maybe. Like, they're, they're so far behind the eight ball, Gold Coast. I, I tell you what, Gold Coast is good for playing against <laughs> <laughs> for super for your your for team's percentage. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. And when your team's rookies on field and your vice captain scores when they versus the Suns. Um, yeah. But you know, I think uh, especially with uh, Corey Lyons being at Brisbane, I think uh, Brisbane. A wanted some bigger body midfielders, and when they heard that there might be a bit of a riff, they then uh, aggressively I, I approached what the Gold Coast. Is on. I wonder like what he's. Yeah, on well, for. it frees up some salary cap space, and the fact that Gold Coast had salary cap space issues before Lynch and oh, May. Oh, well, it's the same with GWS. They they tried to sell the farm to get Jeez. good players. I tell you what, then... Fiorini must be on bank. I tell you what. <laughs> uh, well, he should be keen on that They've man. Got um, the kids anyway, so. Anyway, we'll see what he did. I mean, he averaged 92 for the season and played major mid-minutes. I don't think he's going to be standard relevant, but you might pick him up, say, as one Not of the last midfielders. Uh, I'd be keen in, in draft. draft. Yeah, yeah, He's worth the gambling draft because on fire, he'll go yeah. 100 plus. And so, he's, he's not that cheap. 502K. For 18K more, you go Dan Zilko. So uh, why would you... Why would you even think about someone like a Jared Lyons? If you like wasting money. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, draft, uh, I'd be I'd be willing to have a crack for draft, 100%. Um, now, their only real forward option that's a premium option is Mitch Robinson. Um, he did have a couple of really big scores. He had a 172 in round 10. Um, he slipped to averaging 91 for the year, which is slightly lower than his personal best, uh, which he had in 2015 of 92. I don't think... I can't really see him playing more mid-minutes. I think it's probably going to be much the same. About an, a 90 average. Um, which is decent, but I don't think someone's standard relevant. Again, I think definitely draft relevant. Um, I do see other players that were playing more forward minutes, moving more mid into the midfield, like McCluggage and Berry, etc., and him playing maybe potentially more forward than he has in the past. So that's where I see him as slowly transitioning. What about his off-field antics, Chris? I don't know what Robert gets up to his off-field antics, and I probably don't want to know. What do you do? He got signed for gaming. Oh, yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, he's yeah. playing Fortnite. Yeah, I, I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Who else does as well? Jamie Elliott plays a lot of Fortnite. I don't know if he got signed, but he's... Uh, well, I can tell you why Jamie Elliott is playing a lot of his, Fortnite. He's injured. Oh, wait, if I just tweak this hamstring, yeah. i got another three inches of Fortnite Injured hamstring, in injured back. Oh, no, but my thumbs are good. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, very funny, very funny. Good man. Um, team's playing Suns last week of the season. Get on. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Um, anyway, okay. Yeah, definitely upgrade targets. So yeah, Mitch Robinson. I just, I think yeah, someone um you can maybe plug in it. You know, if you're running short on cash late in the season, you'll get your. Oh, Mitch Robo is not bad for draft. I do agree with the um the six, uh, playing the Suns in the back end of the year. I mean, look what Jake yep. Rewalt did. Any anyone with a forward that versus them, go nuts. Yeah, definitely. as far as I'm concerned, go nuts. Now, uh, Steph Martin. So yes, he had a good year. Had a really good year. He, here's the thing. It's actually his third uh, third best year, and he had a 105 average uh, in Supercoach, but it's kind of rendered him completely useless, I reckon, in standard. Because you've got if you're going to spend up big, he's 573k. If you're going to spend up big on a ruck, why not? Why aren't you going Gorn or Grundy, who are probably arguably going to average considerably more than someone like a Steph Martin? Yep. 
Um, but one thing I would say is that uh, the good thing is that he did learn how to play with another ruck in the team. So with you know big Oscar McInerney yes. playing in the squad, um, he managed that. That didn't really impact him. So I think that that is still the system that they will use moving forward. Um, and I don't see Bigo having more ruck minutes and taking away from Steph this year. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Archie would actually get the nod over Bigo this year. Oh, you saw Archie, I did didn't see. you? I saw him at Cafe 63, uh, yep. Stanley Street, East Brisbane. Hey, Archie, if you're watching. Um, yeah, no, I was very subtle this time. Unlike the Zorko incident, I learnt my lessons. Um, no, I was paying for my bill and he was behind me with his missus and he had a little dog. Yeah. Um, and then when I paid a turn Can't around... Can't miss him, can you? He's huge. Oh, he's, he's a big boy. <laughs> and uh, trendy fella. And I just said, look, uh, as I walked past him, I said, oh, best of luck this season. Didn't offer like, him oh, a coffee? Thanks very much. No, offered his missus a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, um, now, I've put him in a, a, a... We'll move on to the really the last premium, but I actually have put him in as a mid, uh, midfielder... Sorry, a mid-price conversation, which is... Uh, Alex Withen. Yes. So you have big raps in him, and I think uh, everyone can see the talent. I think, yeah, it's more the talents there, plus the kick-out rules. Yeah. He's also quick, and um, I know he's been working on his game, uh, particularly actually in the off-season had a sprint coach to try and actually work on being able to accelerate quickly and have power I think, yeah, I that article, to be able yeah. to actually break lines and break through with the ball, yep. so he's been working, and apparently running, a stop start well, running wasn't back, running it? wasn't his strong suit. So he wanted to improve his running, in running style, and running like sprint style and pace, being able to actually get power and break lines. Yep. So you get that combined with the new kick out rules. I, I don't see a reason why he can't average. Dave Swiss says he's a lock. Yeah. No, I know about that. Well, I can't see. I, I, I honestly think he could easily average ninety-five plus for the year. I'd say as well. Uh, I'll his, tell you why. His potential could be one oh five plus. He could be an Elliot Yo type that goes big. But whether it happens, he could also average oh, eighty-five. Uh, you mean again. up down, up down, up down? Well, he could also average eighty-five. Well, here's the thing that that he, um, he actually got injured I'm with in the you, last. Swiz. I think he, he's he got injured in the last round of the season. Season, so his true average was actually eighty-seven. Which right. is slightly more than what his previous year nine game sample was. Yes. So he did improve, um, and he takes a hell of a lot of kick ins. Yeah. So if that impacts Supercoach scoring this year, and we still don't really know the, the definition of what's going to happen there. Well, didn't Laird go from like an eighty eight to a one hundred to a one hundred six? Yeah. I, I, like he's the he's the type. He's the prototype he's that the could type. definitely do it. Um, I think he will be pushing a lot of standard teams. Um, I'm a little bit. If, if that's the structure go with where I need a cheaper defender. He's one of the one of the options at that price point. I'm tempted to go Witherden over yep. Blakely. Nah, that's no me. chance. Well, he plays every game. He also has a good string of games no where he can piece scores together. Blakely's twelve thousand dollars more, and so has 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 had a patch of one hundred and ten. A patch, an eight game period. Whoop Where he played midfield. whoop de doo whoop de doo He also breaks down more than a Ford Holden. You can't, you can't push me off him. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? A Ford Holden. Holden. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, that's not, not a thing. It's like you, you take two cars, cut it in half, yeah. roll them together. It's, it's desk pop. It's a real thing, right? It's desk. No, it's not real. Um, Andrews, I think, could be a safer option because uh, with it, it also has the the uh, the odd forty five game. Yeah. So, so he, when his disposals not on, or when his disposals are way too uncontested, because he might have seventeen disposals or uncontested. And if his disposal's not on point, he might get a 45 on 17 disposals. That's the sort of player he is. Andrews may be safer, but I think Harris Andrews could, I mean, oh, Witherden, yeah. could actually average more. Potentially. The risk reward, but, I think, goes so towards Witherden. He did, so averaging 87, he had two scores in the 40s this year on decent possession numbers. Those possession numbers were 17 and 19. He's young. So there's two games where he did. Yeah, yeah he butchered it. Yeah. 
Um, so look, I I love I love him as a as a player, and I think he's an option to definitely increase his value. Looking into my crystal ball, I might see more as an upgrade target rather than a start. Um, but I don't know how that goes in. I'm, you're kind of convincing me now. That's I'm just me. laughing at the background. <laughs> Sorry, if there's background noise here. We've got a child in the house. Our, uh, our niece is here, so she oh. probably just woke up from her sleep. Right. Yeah. I was wondering. I thought that was someone else. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That's the funniest thing about it. That's cool. Um, yeah, right. Now, some other mid-prices. These are more draft-relevant, but uh, Alan Christensen. Um, so I don't really see him as someone that you would ever pick in standard. Dra- but- draft, maybe, if you're desperate enough. He could go an 80 average. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, look, his true average was uh, 76.5 because he got knocked out on negative three. <laughs> That's the Nathan Jones effect. <laughs> I remember. That's so Nathan Jones effect. Nathan Jones. Chris was in a grand finals about three seasons ago. Super, Super coach, coach draft, draft, grand yeah. final. This other guy, was it, was it his captain or was it not his captain? I think he might have made Sanderlands his captain. But uh, either knows? way, Nathan Doesn't Jones, matter. grand final. This guy is winning the whole way. Lance Franklin gets injured on like 50. Then... He's winning by a ton. And then Nathan Jones, clanger, and then goes off injured on, like, negative four. Ha- pulls a hammy. Negative four. <laughs> and then Chris wins the grand final. That was great. That was, that's called the Bradbury. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, look, I think he's someone you can have late on your bench in draft. He's not someone I, I think you can um, ever look at in standard. I don't think he's got to push that. Is he going to push up to that sort of 90 average that he had at Geelong? Maybe with a better team, but... Um, nah, I think not definitely with, a wait and see. Not with like Charlie Cameron and everyone else in there. They're just going to rotate through. Yeah. That's my feeling. There's, you know, I think he'll just rotate through and he'll provide value, yes, but yeah. Um, yeah. Daniel Rich has draft value, I think, as well. He um, does. 428K, so I wouldn't touch him in standard. Also got injured, um, yeah, quarter yep. two. In the second quarter of round one. So And then yep. he had four games off. Um, so true average is 82 over his 17 games. Um, so yep. viable draft selection. Viable draft. Any, you know, he could... Average. Up He's a guy that can get you a one thirty on a, on a night, you know. Yeah. Um, he well, he has average like what close to ninety a couple. Of, you know, so it's. Yeah. I, I don't mind him for draft. At least he's semi-reliable, I feel, especially if they're getting a lot of possessions and they just want to give it to him to kick it long. But yeah. yeah. Now, of the young young players at the Lions, my favourite has to be Hugh McCluggage. I love watching him play. Had a couple of absolutely ridiculous games last year where he got a 130 and a 140. Yeah, his ceiling's getting yeah. up. Well, getting I, up good. I see, when I look at him, I see not as much rolled gold, but the sort of Josh Kelly style Although, of player. I'm disappointed, Chris. Why are you disappointed? I'm very, very... <laughs> Disappointed. He's not a forward mid this year. Like, no, yeah, that's that's upsetting. That is upsetting. I was, I seriously, I was soiling my pants early. Yep. I was counting my chickens and I was like, I am I going to be starting I, him in my side in 2019. I and, don't have the stats, but he seemed to play a lot of forward. Yeah. Uh, half forward. He was playing a half forward a lot. <clears throat> so I'm surprised that that was the case because if he was at 416k mid only, he's unselectable. But if it was in the forward line, you could probably yeah. argue a case for him. I would I would have been keen, but not anymore. Um, his, uh, his true average, because he did get injured and had an injury-affected game, is 79.1. Um, but I really think that he could approach a sort of 90 season this year. Oh, With them he, winning more games. I think he could go higher. I think it's... Um, 90 is not good enough to, to lock no, in. No, no, not for, for standard, no way in hell. But yeah. for draft, it's almost like it could be a Bontempelli-esque rise. So Swizz is just saying um, Charlie Cameron a draft smokey. 
Um, definitely draft Smokey. Definitely draft. Um, late, have him on your bench. But he's only just getting back into full straps. Um, yeah. You know, like running and all the rest of it. So definitely draft Smokey. Charlie Cameron. Sign the machine, which is yeah, always um, good. Especially if they start winning games like Adelaide did. I mean, he averaged like 86 or stuff, uh, I think, with Adelaide. So he could be a draft Smokey, particularly in a larger league. Uh, Witherden, I mean, sorry, McCluggage, though. It could almost be like a Bontempelli-esque jump mm-hmm. where it goes from the 79 average up until like a 96. I'm That's literally what I'm thinking this year. Yeah, so I think... It's going to be big. It's, I think it will be a, to a 90-plus average I would year. not mind him sitting at my M7 in no, draft. No, 100%. Or even if you can get him on your bench, winning, I think. I think I, he's got value. He's heavy on my draft radar, and I'm, I like him that much that I might pe- pick him just a little bit before I should, <laughs> just to piss you off. Hands off. Although there's about three line supporters that you're versing, I think. Three or four line supporters. Yeah, but none of them like him like I like. Four line supporters he has to try and verse. That's fine. I'll just well, do all, all the Collingwood. The other one that I could select is Jared Berry. And I'll tell you why. Jared Berry is awesome, by the way. And watching him play, he's just that big body mid that does everything. Um, and there's a lot to like about him. He averaged 93.1 over his last nine games. And then uh, he averaged 104.75 over his last four. Yeah. Serious numbers for a big time mid who's probably going to get more inside minutes with Dane Beams not in the team. Uh, no, Jared Berry. He was good. Yeah. Draft special 101. You could, he could be a mid price. I mean, look, he's probably too expensive. There's, there's guys that are like 100 grand cheaper than Berry that could potentially average more. So why would you take a punt in standard yep. on someone like a Berry? But in draft, I think Berry is an absolute shoe in. If you're looking at anyone that you can slot into a late um, mid, mid round selection, Jared, there is your yeah. man. The later you get him, it would be very nice. Yep. Now, um, I've got a little draft special. <laughs> I was waiting for you to clue on. Sorry. I've got a little draft specialist here, uh, and what? that is uh, Josh Walker. Ugh. So, Josh Walker moved into the be- defense in the back half of the season and, and looked like a veteran, like he'd never left. Josh Walker will play one in a, a third of the season this N- year. The problem is, how many games are going to play? You've got Marcus Adams come back. He's probably going to play that role. If he does start soon enough back... He averaged 87 over the over 10 games in the back half of the year. Um, but you'll just need to watch his role because if he starts in the forward line, then don't don't select him at all. He's not going but in the defense. He averaged 71 for the year, and I think he was averaging 35 or 40 in the forward line. So if he can get a start in that defense line, could be a real draft smoky. I doubt it. I respect your research, but you are high as a kite. <laughs> that is horrible advice for the people. Uh, Swizz, get on I'm, to him. On the bench, you can have him on yeah, the yeah, bench. Let's, let's, Pre-season <laughs> bench. Let's put Walker on. Walker's on. I'm going to pick him up on my bench. Yeah, right. Um, and then you'll drop him around. And one to watch. I don't think he's ever going to be relevant in um, in standard, really. But Cam Rayner, he just excitement. And when he touches it, he's... When he touches it, something happens. So he doesn't need a lot of disposals to impact the game. However, he only had 20 <laughs> possessions or more on two occasions. Is that unlike you, Chris? When you touch it, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely like me. Um, so he he just he needs to get more of the pill. If he's going to be super coach relevant, he needs to get more of the pill. That's that's the end of the day. Yep. Uh, but oh, he did, he'll, he'll be that forward mid still. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he's. I don't think he will ever transition to a midfielder. I think he's always going to be that half-forward impact Oh, no, I think he'll, he'll move into that midfield. Yeah, like the danger field. I mean, um, yeah, Dusty, I think. And so. lastly, um, players to avoid. I've just got down here Luke Hodge. Um, I, he definitely managed to play 19 games last year, which is great, and have an average of 83. But he had that huge game, didn't he? What, 170 or 180 or 190 or something? He had, no, 164, I think it was. You're so telling he, the story. But he's 35 years old. 
they've got players coming in. I, I don't know if he's going to be playing that many. If he plays more than 10 games this year, that'll be a bonus. I'd put him on my draft bench. But yeah, the but pro- problem because is... Because he averaged 83 in his No, no, that's what college. I mean. Someone's going to pick him up before then. But, yeah, exactly. um, yeah, he wouldn't be anything more than a draft bench yeah, exactly. um, for me because that's he's going to be filling in games for someone else. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. That um, rounds out Lions. Uh, any other questions out there from the uh, Twitch sphere over here? Or we all good? No, everyone's all good. Looks like we're good. So we'll move on to the um, Premiership Losers next. Oh, oh, that's upsetting for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just going to take a quick break. I'm going to go find the muzzle uh, for Chris. And Fair um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Catch you later, guys. All right, bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it.